Well, England were running hot, weren't they, in the last two test matches in particular. They didn't play that poorly in the first two. But they were running hot, particularly in this test match at Old Trafford, until the weather kicked in. And it was predicted, I think it's fair to say. Um, it was on the map, and it came in just too often and uh, too, consistently, too consistently for England uh, to get any real result out of it. There was enough break in the weather uh, on day four to allow play that saw Australia hold up a decent resistance for a session. With Manislava Shane finding some form, bringing up his first century of the series before uh, departing for 111, the only wicket to fall for the day. The day five forecast for Manchester wasn't looking much better. We know that. England required five wickets for victory to uh, level the series to all, whilst Australia requires 61 more runs to make England bat again and likely force a draw. Well, um, that might have been, it might not have. In the end, the weather was the winner on the day, washing out any chance of play and Australia retaining the end. Here's uh, the SEN cricket crew with a wrap of the soggy situation at Old Trafford. The news from Old Trafford is that Australia have retained the ashes. The match officials have gone into the dressing room just now. The captains have shaken hands. Not the way Australia would have wanted to have retained the urn in a draw where England had the better of them, but due to the hard work at Edgbaston and Lords, they earned the right to have luck break their way as it has this week. Australia are 2-1 up in the series with one to go and therefore with the score at 5 for 214 at the close of play last night. Not a ball bowled on the fifth day, but it's enough for Australia to retain the ashes in England as they did four years ago. Australia have retained the ashes on account of the fact that not a single ball was bowled on the final day here at Manchester. Um, Adam Collins of Brass Underation with you. This is a, an odd kind of feeling, I reckon, for the Aussie dressing room. Pat Cummins is on the record for not just the last couple of weeks, but for months, saying they wanted to win in England. They've still got the chance to do that, of course, but the, how they would have loved a, an Ashes retention with a win. Instead, it's from a draw where they were behind the game, especially on days two and three. They did a good job yesterday to stay within touching distance, but, yeah, today we never really had a chance. Pat Cummins said before the game that he, does, he doesn't have a great memory of test matches, but the one memory he does have... Of the last Manchester Test four years ago is just that last wicket, the DRS, mm. the entire Australian team standing on one side of the ground and watching the replay That's on right. the screen and Tim Payne running yeah. and punching the air and then them celebrating well through the night. But he also does remember that he didn't feel a little comfortable uh, with uh, or with just celebrating it because they just retained the ashes. There was still one more test to go. And don't forget, Australia haven't won a series here since 2001. Uh, and that wasn't to be. They lost at the Oval. Uh, so he's been very, very clear that they want to, they wanted to win the World Test Championship final take and they want to win the Ashes, be the first Australian team in 24 years, is it? Or 22 years to win an Ashes here. Uh, but yeah, it'll be a bittersweet feeling today, right? Like, um, I don't see them celebrating, even though the urn has been retained, which in itself is a unique concept which is only spoken of in the Ashes. It doesn't get spoken of in any other uh, Test series uh, between any other nation. So uh, they will have, what, three days now before they get to the Oval. But um, yeah, it, it's strange. It, and it's rare that uh, a team who's ahead in the series has been outplayed uh, to the extent that Australia have been outplayed in this test. But having said that, credit to them. They had to bat for over 30 overs yesterday where a lot of people felt, ah, that's it. That's all England need to bowl them out. But they lost only one wicket. Yeah, that, that was the session. That was the opening England had. That's the one thing you would say uh, to be generous to Australia. Yesterday could have been a complete nightmare under leaden skies and floodlights. It was very dark, but they did hold their nerve and Labuschagne um, should take a lot of credit for that, along with Mitchell Marsh, not out 31. I think he's a bit of 
of a, a low-key smoky yeah. for the Compton Miller medal yeah. for the Australian player of the series if he does well next week at the Oval, of course, but coming in for the Leeds Test match and played his role throughout. So um, that's the on-field side of things. The the piece, the, the point rather you make there about um, motivation levels going into the Oval, I reckon they're going to be quite high for Australia. The idea oh, yeah. of them leaving here um, with a 2-2 from 2-0 and this in the middle of it all, I don't think getting up for the Oval will be hard for them. It might be a sniff to harder for England. I'm not sure how they'll play it, but Mark Wood playing back-to-back -back test matches when um, they can't win the series. Um, Stuart Broad playing through all the way. Maybe James Anderson um, is given the chance not only to play, but possibly to say goodbye. Um, that'll be a conversation around the Australian squad as well. Um, a person I respect very much, you know, a former career of mine said to me, uh, mate, things happen quicker than you think they will. Mm. I wonder whether uh, when it comes to the longevity of some of these Australian veterans and champions, that um, beating England at the Oval and winning the Ashes here uh, might change how they uh, see their short-term futures. When uh, cricketers and sports people start speaking about bucket lists, that's generally a sign that uh, they're looking, or at least uh, they have identified the end of their career. And what did Steve Smith say before his 100th test? He said, winning an Ashes in England is my bucket list. I mean, he also said winning in India earlier this year was a bucket list. It wasn't to be. But they have a chance to win the Ashes, uh, you know, and be, no, no, nobody in this team has ever won an Ashes series here, right? I mean, yeah. this generation or even the previous generation. So, uh, it'll, it will be a great time for or you know, even someone like Steve Smith, who you look at him, you think, oh, he's just 34 years old. But he has put his body through a lot, right? He's played three formats. He's played the IPL over the years. He's played a lot of test matches. Uh, what, he's 102 test matches old now? Uh, and his body, I mean, he's had that back issue for quite a while, and it's been with him. He's fought through it. Uh, but, but I've seen him in practice sessions as well. I mean, he, he, he still bats for a long time, but it's not as comfortable for him as it used to be in the past. I mean, his body is just catching up. So it will be a great time for uh, him to go. David Warner, he had said that he would want to uh, walk away in front of his home crowd uh, at the SCG uh, early next year. But if they win the Ashes, if that bucket list item is crossed, maybe not that bad a, bad, bad a time to, to move on. It, it would be you know, it would be a shock to the system if it were to happen, if both Steve Smith and David Warner, Warner were to go. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just how cricket is. I mean, I'm, I'm getting emotional, like, <laughs> just not having Steve Smith around. Who will I watch in the nets for hours? I mean, there is Manas Labuschagne, but, you know, that's part of my life. It's like losing a limb for me. I mean, of course, we're speculating. And look, there's yeah. a bit of chatter going around to this effect as well, so it's not completely without context that we're having this conversation at the moment. But, yeah, like, it's the end of the cycle, isn't it? I know we're at the beginning of the, the World Test championship mm. two-year cycle but it's the end of the Ashes cycle yeah. and historically this has been when Australian players have seen that this might be a moment and occasionally gone a little bit earlier than you think on that basis. I think of Mark Taylor back in mm. um, early 1999 as an example of that. I think he was 33 at the time and he's like no no this is the right time and Ashes win at home as captain so time will tell on that front. Um, we'll go down back down the motorway um, tonight and tomorrow in your case and we'll, we'll pad up for SEN Test Cricket for tyre power there again at 25% off Falcon tyres. Um, thank you for listening to our broadcast across the last well, I was going to say five days, more or less three days, but um, the weekend's not gone quite so well on that front. But um, it's been a privilege to bring you uh, our coverage from here at Manchester, a grand old ground that's been very wet the last two days. Uh, Australia, here's the headline news, retain the ashes. Yep, they do. They retain the ashes. Uh, and after two test matches, they were odds on to do that. <clears throat> but Brendan McCullum himself said, wouldn't it be great to win the ashes from here? Uh, and, uh, you know, they could have. To be fair, England could have won. For, for mine, they were absolutely all over winning that test match. If time permitted, it, it was theirs. It was theirs. I don't think Australia could have got out of it, uh, to be perfectly honest. Over the period of time that they lost, if England had it available to them, 
they would absolutely have smacked Australia in that test match. So it would have been two all. So that's the to me that's uh, the great disappointment of the whole thing. This series deserved uh, to go to the Oval. Uh, England deserved to have their chance at the Oval. Um, Australia. Um, yeah, we might well be seeing the end of um, or getting closer to the end of some careers. I don't see them any any of them making those decisions uh, on the back of uh, what we've just uh, what we've been just hearing there. I don't see any of them any of them at all uh, deciding that uh, this will be um, their last ashes at this point. Apart from David Warner, and he wouldn't have had a say anyway. I think um, I think he saw the writing on the wall. David Warner, um, and it'll be interesting now that the Ashes are done and dusted whether Australia don't start looking at the future in terms of their opening combination and maybe go for Marcus Harris or maybe go for someone else at the top of the order. I mean, they don't need to reward David Warner, really, do they? Um, does he deserve a <coughs> does he deserve a farewell? I suppose some people would say that he did. Uh, but in all honesty, uh, Robbie, you've been watching uh, the Ashes over uh, the last month. Um, Robbie in, uh, on the desk today with us. Uh, what do you make of? Uh, you think it's a, a fair summation? I, I think England would have won that. Yeah, I, I agree, Smithy. Um, and yeah, I'm well. I'm, I'm gutted. I I was I was hoping for a two all going into the fifth test. As we know, like it is more of a dead rubber now with Australia officially retaining them. Even if England do get up in the fifth test, but um, so yeah, real, real gutting for me. But uh, I must just say, Twitter is my favourite place to be in a in a play in a, when when stuff like this happens. Um, this tweet from Matt Pierce. Um, poking fun a bit, says, please spare a thought for Mitch Marsh and Cam Green who were destined to post the highest ever sixth wicket stand in Ashes history, only to be denied by the rain. Desperately unfair. <laughs> Desperately unfair. Uh, look, I, I'll go with England any day of the week there. If, anyone, if Matt Pearce wants to ring me, I'll go with England any any day of the week because um, Australia um, only had two mistakes up their sleeve and they were done. Uh, they still weren't even in credit. Who's to know whether they even would have made England bat again? Uh, and even if they had made England get 100, which meant they had to put in another 160-odd runs. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, trailing by, trailing by 60 with um, yeah, no play on day five. Just one fine day. Just one fine day. Uh, but I go back to the point I made in the sermon too. Uh, the test match at uh, Lords, we all remember what, uh, the, the, the manner of dismissal of Johnny Bairstow. We, we talked about it um, ad nauseum, really. People have uh, had their opinion on it around the world. But at the end of the day, he was gone. Uh, when you look at the end result of that test match, um, England missing out by about 40 runs, uh, I, I just wonder whether if Bairstow had a battle with Stokes for another hour, what would have been the result of that test match? Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's always the what 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 could have been, um, yeah, a bit of bit of controversy over England's uh, early declaration as well uh, earlier in the series, and yeah, I guess hard, hard to know um, some decisions they probably would have made slightly differently, um, but yeah, well, we won't know. And as I say, that two all going into the fifth test would have would have been so nice to see, but yeah, what what could have been? I guess it'll be. What could have been, indeed. Okay, let's uh, hear from uh, the winning captain, Pat Cummins, uh, who was with uh, Barat uh, Sunderlace, and shortly after stumps were drawn, um, and I think it's uh, fair to say he'd be pretty reserved, Pat Cummins. Uh, Pat Cummins, it is here at Old Trafford four years ago that Australia uh, retained the Ashes. You retained the Ashes again, but does it feel a little different? 
Uh, a little bit different, just I think today it does. Uh, four years ago it was off the back of a, a great test match where we won in the last few moments. Uh, today's kind of fizzled out into a draw, so it's, it feels a little bit different. But, yeah, I think in the same regard, we should be proud as a, as a group that we've um, got ourselves into the position to, to retain it. Uh, and just going back to yesterday, uh, uh, not a lot of play was expected, but then you had the tough 30-35 over period and uh, you'd already lost four wickets. Just how crucial was that partnership between Manus and Mitchell Marsh? Now when you look back, uh, it's pro- prone to be a match-saving one. Yeah, that, that was fantastic. Uh, you know, Manus get 100 in those conditions um, under that kind of pressure was, was fantastic. Marshy again showed his class um, you know, since he's come back into the team. So, uh, yeah, I think we... Yesterday showed that, you know, probably batted to our potential, which I think the first three days weren't at our best. So, um, yeah, pretty crucial. Uh, there will be a lot of talk in the English press, and Stuart Broad's already written in his column that it would be unjust if this game doesn't. Uh, there wasn't, there is no play, and uh, you know the match is drawn. That's what has happened. Uh, the, I mean, often justice doesn't work with sport generally, but uh, just to take on that, just the fact that um, there's that bittersweet. Like feeling about about you guys retaining the action, maybe not so much in your camp, but from the outside. Uh, yeah, I mean we don't make the rules. Um, I think us winning in Australia comprehensively and then coming over here and winning the first two Test matches puts you into the position to be able to um, yeah be on the right side of these moments. Uh, just this Test match, uh, Pat, uh, you said uh, it, it was a week where, as a team, you were a little off. I mean, especially on the field, uh, they're making five ninety-two runs. Uh, how tough was it out there, especially on days two and three? Uh, yeah, you know, frustrating at times. Um, you know, we tried quite a few different things that didn't come off. Um, and, you know, the scoreboard ran pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, it's not very common for our bowling group to kind of go for that many runs. So not too worried. Um, and, yeah, a few, few little areas tied out for next week. And finally, Pat, you always said that uh, you you come here to win the World Test Championship final and the Ashes, not just retaining the Ashes. Uh, the next Test starts in three days' time. Uh, uh, just looking forward to it. I mean, there's enough motivation there already, just personally and uh, from a team perspective. Yeah, we want to win it. Um, we've said that the whole time when we came over here. Yeah, we retained in 2019, but yeah, we're here to win it. And um, yeah, that's the motivation for the group. We're all really excited. We know we've got a bit of work to do over the next few days, but can't wait to get down there. Can't wait either. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ta. Okay, uh, that is uh, Pat Cummins with his thoughts. A little bit more reserved, but uh, think they wouldn't have celebrated last night, Australia? <coughs> you bet they would have. They went there to retain the Ashes. They've got them. Uh, they went there to win the World Test Championship. They got it. Uh, okay, England outplayed them in the last uh, test and a half, but uh, they've uh, mission accomplished from that point of view. Okay, that was uh, the Ashes.